Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Hello. How you Hello. Do- Salutations. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, how you doing? More like early evening for us here. Not me. In the hurricane-like <laughs> land of Jersey at the moment. Oh, my God. Are you guys getting a lot of rain? Dude, oh, my God. It was crazy. Like, it's kind of chill, and then all of a sudden it's like uh, some like end-of-the-world type clouds pouring rain, and then it's, you know, if you were napping, you might have missed it. Oh. That's kind of like here. Yeah, except that doesn't happen in Jersey. That that's that's the thing. That's the only thing. Right, but there's no global warming. Not not at all. Not a thing whatsoever. How's everybody doing today? How how are you guys? What's new? What's cooking? What's what's up in your your lives? Some? Give me some. Give me some. Uh, 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 I'm gonna go right off the bat and say that I re I I power watched uh, Umbrella Academy season one I in preparation. Yeah, and I'm telling you, man, it was excellent. And I continue to struggle my way through Doom Patrol. Really, which is shocking to me because I'm actually a fan of the book. I have been for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just, I'm just having trouble with this. I don't know what if it's the pacing, or I don't know. I don't know. Something about I- it is 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 taking me out of it. So I'm really struggling. However, Umbrella Academy, I knocked out straight episodes, start to finish, in one sitting because I was just like, it's amazing, and I'm so psyched for season two. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta rewatch it. I, I really, I, I've dropped the ball so much. Maybe I'll make that like a priority after today's uh, episode. I watched. What the hell did I watch? I watched. Um, there was a document. Actually, I put it in the prep sheet. Uh, <laughs> there was the documentary of. Uh, to Helen back the Keen Hodder story or Hoder, I can't ever pronounce it. It's uh, hotter. Hotter. There's the uh, Apple the M Night Shyamalan uh, show Servant, which was good. Watched the season one. I think it's ten episodes, which was pretty much worthwhile. And um, the uh, the Thomas Edison Frankenstein silent film to mm. to really switch things up a bit. So um, <laughs> where was that? Is that on Shutter? It was on. No, it was on Prime, sir. Wow, so what is that? I might I think have it's to like check that out. Fifteen minutes or something like that. I've I, I knew of it. I never actually like, watched it in full. the uh, The version uh, on Prime has a uh, uh, some new text on screen to make the make I guess reading it a little bit easier. Um, right. But yeah, I mean it's one of the earliest pieces wow. of film. So why the hell not for fifteen minutes? It's worth it. I'm gonna check that out. It it absolutely is for sure. But uh, boys, welcome to this episode of Geek Stuff TNG uh, episode. 596 the one live from the dining room live from the dining room yes doing a bunch of construction work and everything upstairs so i'm in the the temporary spot for right now and what are you gonna do you could just you can tell how thrilled you are between dealing with the squeeze cooking and dealing with the dog that you're just like god damn it i want to be up in my in my space well you know what it is it's is uh i have a very once i get the the setup in my office like exactly the way i want it's going to look it's going to look nice it's going to feel kind of homey kind of nice for the the records and everything like that are there going to be room for two other people to record in there no 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 this is i'm just talking about during the whole covid thing that's going to be for another oh. section when uh, when it's all said and done oh i um, see <laughs> you know which god knows when that's going to be and um yeah but you know until i get like the some construction finish, and more importantly, also some now parts. I got some more work done. Um, this is the dining room is my location, so uh, there you go. It is what it is. You know? 
And we muddle through. <laughs> what else are you going to do when, when parts aren't ready or, and, and shit hits the fan? Um, almost that's literally. it. So there you go. Yeah, that's it. Um, I got nothing else. That's, that, that's good. Oh, I, I, I guess. We and should... with that, Mr. Monty and not, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode. Not yet. Not yet. We have to do some things like the actual show itself. Uh, but oh. first, let's. Wait, on. we do. We do. We do. It's a it's a new thing we're trying out here. Uh, let's hit our <laughs> Patreon really quickly. Patreon.com/slash/geekstufftng. Uh, for just a buck, you can be in our Discord and talk to people on the show, like me, and other fans. For three dollars, you'll get the show a day and a half early, which is usually Tuesday night, um, except for not this week. Uh, you'll get a sneak peek at the um, the prep sheet, and for five dollars a month, you get the weekend bonus show. Uh, and vintage episodes of Ye Old Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And for $10 a month, you can be part of our lovely um, uh, Instagram folks, which honestly, with the pre-show chit-chat that we have and the way we we talk to each other <laughs> between when we're actually not hitting the record button, uh, that alone is worth it, kids. So, and, uh, and, also, and there'll be additional Patreon stuff coming. This is an important announcement I feel like we need to start promoting right now. What's that, sir? Episode 600 of this program will take place, will take place, repeat, will take place Mm -hmm. on August the 4th, August 4, and we're going to have a 6 p.m. Eastern starting time so that everybody can, you know, if you're part of the patreon you can get in and see it live uh there are um there are special guests lined up to join us uh so Ooh. we're very excited about that um and uh yeah so uh that that's that's uh, and that actually will will be a kicking off point for a lot of things so you're definitely going to want to tune in to episode 600 6 p.m eastern time on august the 4th and we promise or we'll, noon Hawaii time if you're in Hawaii. And we promise we won't pull a Marvel <laughs> and then go to episode one right after that. So that's that's a promise. No. Yeah, no. Um, no. On that mm-hmm. end there. Um, Considered it five hundred different second, covers, but no. Yeah, there's gonna be tons of different covers, uh, thumbnails and everything, but, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. boys, let's hit on to the limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we wanna recognize that Andrew Barron's eighty five has joined the free preview of the Patreon uh, video feed, live video feed, uh, which he can enjoy for exactly three more weeks. There you go. So. Uh, let's you go. hit on our stories for today because there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> the, the top one would be, I think, something Kev might be a little bit invested in, just a little. Uh, in the category of, oh, dear God, please be true. Uh, Disney is rumored to be moving forward with another Tron film. Uh, <gasps> oh, dear God, let it be true. We're just not sure what type of film we're getting, um, uh, even with a quote from a Disney executive. Um, there are discrepancies on news websites whether or not the, it will be a re- reboot or a continuation of the franchise. Uh, if a director will be, uh, if a director has been already been brought in, or if Jared Leto is involved with the project. Now, in an interview, a Disney Jared exec- Leto. Yep, that's been part yeah. of the, that's been part of the discussion. Oh. Uh, a Disney uh, music executive, Michael Lieb, uh, talked about the future of the franchise, saying, "Quote: 
Uh, we're looking to, uh, at making a sequel to Tron now. We're looking at Tron 3. And we've got a great script. I mean, a really phenomenal script that we're excited about. Whereas the timing wasn't right to have done it years ago. I think we feel like the timing is right now. And I feel like we've learned a lot of lessons from the last movie. So. I don't know. Well, Who knows what's going to... Something's happening, it looks like. But we I mean... Don't know. I don't understand the inclusion of Jared Leto. I hope that's a bad rumor. They need, I mean, they need the principles back. Now, if I recall correctly, I think Kevin Flynn is gone. Uh, which would be, that would be um, uh, Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Mm -hmm. I think he is, his character is gone. Uh, and that is both of his characters, I should say, which is Kevin Finn, Flynn and Clue. If I remember correctly, at the end of the last movie, I think they're both gone. Tron himself, however, is still alive. So technically, there could be some de-aging of Bruce Boxleitner, who played Tron in the original movie. And um, Kevin Flynn's friend, I can't remember his name, um, so theoretically, and he appeared in the last movie as his, you know, outside of the computer world character that I can't rem remember the name of at the moment. He he did appear as that. So there's a possibility there. Then you have um, what's his name that played Sean Flynn, uh, Kevin Flynn's son. I can't remember that kid's name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it. Um, He's fine. He's still around, uh, uh, as far as I know. And then you have Quara, who was, um, uh, oh man, I'm really killing it on names Olivia today. Wild. Olivia Wilde. Uh, so everybody is still around. In addition, even if you go a further step backwards, you also had, um, uh, what's his name? Killian Murphy. Uh, who played the Scarecrow in the Batman movies, the Nolan Batman mm -hmm. movies. He actually was in the last one in a part that they said would expand in the next movie. Um, he was the son of the original bad guy who was played by... Um, can't remember. Uh, yeah, he's been the bad guy in like everything. Uh, oh God, I can't remember his name. Uh, but he uh, he was supposed to play Killy Murphy is supposed to play the son of that character um, from the original movie. Uh, so everybody is in place. It's not like anybody. David Warner, by the way, that's the name of the actor. Yeah. Um, uh, David Warner is still alive, as far as I know. Killian Murphy, Olivia Wilde, the guy who played Sean Flynn, whose name I can't remember. Um, if they needed to bring back Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges is still around. So I'm a little confused as to the whole Jared Leto angle. I hope it's wrong. How about that? Because... I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like there's always some kind of rumor going around now that Jared Leto is attached to a big project one way or another, even if, if people do or don't want him on the project. It feels like he, his name comes up a lot lately. Yeah, like, but like you know what? As if he's in high demand. You know, you know what, though? I think he ruined his reputation. I feel he ruined, to an extent, his reputation in the geek community with the Joker. I agree. Because it was horrendous. Yeah. However, I think, based on the trailer, he's fully prepared to redeem himself with Morbius. Maybe. Because I think that trailer Ooh. looks great. 
And who How knows when the, the hell that'll that come every out? Every time something comes up and it's Jared Leto's in it is not a good thing. That's a bad thing. And I don't understand why studios think it's a good thing. So uh, maybe it's me. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited that they're moving ahead with the sequel, though. That's great for sure. And, and I, I would love it if down the line this also means that, depending how the how the movie goes, if it is definitely a, a sequel, prequel, or whatever, uh, we I would even be greedy enough to say like I hope we get a Disney Plus series after that, because I think it would be a Tron series would be phenomenal. I think it's it would cost. I agree. A, I think it would cost a ton, which would be a problem, and maybe they would want to look the other way because of that. But otherwise, I think it would be fantastic. But have you watched that gallery series on Disney Plus yet? I, I, it's like I the making of the Mandalorian. I haven't I haven't re renewed my subscription yet for Oh, I see. Well, when you do, make sure you watch that and you will see exactly how not I feel not expensive it would be because I think they already have the technology in place to to do it. <laughs> not on the cheap, obviously, because the shit's expensive, but let's also not forget, Mr. Monty, it's Disney. This is true. <laughs> Deep pockets Disney. This is if they want true. it, they'll have it. Yeah, well, let's be I'm honest. just saying because of the whole COVID thing and everything like that. You know, maybe there might be there could be an issue because remember they they made more par- more money from their parks than anything else. So I, I they, wish they, to God they would just buy Warner Brothers, and then we <laughs> would just get some decent DC movies. <laughs> that's a whole other. Honestly, thing. yeah, that's a whole discussion right there. Uh, uh-huh. moving on another show that uh, uh we are very excited about we got the full trailer for season two of the boys which yeah, is i didn't get a chance to watch that fuck. which is planned holy to drop, fuck which is planned to drop on september 4th uh the team is on the run from the heroes and is pretty much declared as public enemy number one uh the trailer is a little under two minutes and it has the same feel of Humor, violence, and drama from the first one. And it's really important to point out that this is the way a full trailer should be cut. Doesn't matter if it's a movie. Doesn't matter if it's a show. Uh, yes. It didn't spoil anything. It it, it kind of got a vibe for the show. You, you could have watched that trailer and got a good sense of what the first season was about. With the editing, with the music, and, and the, the personalities of the individuals involved. Um I mean, what's there to say that, uh, you know, I know we've all seen uh, the first season of The Boys. Um, all I could say is watch the first season. I may rewatch it just to kind of get a refresher. Yeah, and, and yeah, then, I might do that too. And then go into it because honestly, they're, they're really fun, uh, very well edited um, uh, episodes. And it's just a lot of fun. I think you should check out. So and a great, like I said, a great trailer for sure. I uh, I wonder. I was wondering this the other day. I was thinking about the boys, and I was thinking about uh, during Umbrella Academy. I was kind of going through sort of the last few geek because I'm having such trouble with Doom Patrol mm-hmm. and loved Umbrella Academy so much. I started to think of some other series, and one of the ones I I was thinking a lot about was the boys. And you know, I was wondering how come no one ever did action figures of the boys. I mean, they didn't do Umbrella Academy either, but I, I mean, I think there's less play there than there is, you know, and, and Doom Patrol, they've done various incarnations, at least a couple of different incarnations of, of those characters as action figures. No one's done boy the boys, though, that I'm aware of. No one's done yeah like action figures from the TV show, which I think would be really great. Just maybe it's just me, but I, mean, I, I just found it I, odd that like McFarland didn't pick up that license or or anything. I feel like they're right on the tip of they're definitely mainstream, but I feel like 
they're not like how do I say it? They're not they're like ninety percent there of being like we should do action figures. I feel like for some reason, I feel like not enough people have seen the show. Where you say you know like just underground enough? It's not underground per se, well, but like under the radar. Yeah, under it's radar. yeah, it's definitely under the radar still enough. Because the book I think. is the same way. Yeah, the book definitely flies under the radar. But it's one of those books, though. You know, like if you've read it and you meet somebody else that's read it, you kind of have that instant connection. But you could have five guys also standing there who have not read it. True. Oh yeah. So yeah, okay, I accept that. I accept that. But let's also remember that we're talking about the adult collector here. And that yeah. is like a McFarlane or a Mezco or, a, you know, kind of a second tier toy company. That's kind of their bread. NECA on, on Earth. Why on Earth has NECA not done it? Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I can only imagine it's probably some licensing issue with with Amazon because they own it. That would be my guess. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe I think they should. I just think the adult collector out. I mean, we're not talking a breadth of figures here. We're not talking like there's not 30 characters. And, yeah, you, and you know what? The... If there can be toys and a few statues of Preacher, there's no reason why there can't be one of uh, the boys. There did they be. do Preacher toys? They did, a, they did it a while ago, but it was, it was based off the comic book, not the uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, I remember that. Yeah, I do remember you guys... those, were, those were really early DC Direct. Yeah. Uh, the, the Preacher toys. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to see my limited edition translucent figure? I see what you're doing there. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Ernest Klein's sequel to wow. Ready Player Hold One. Hold on. Let him, let him have his moment where he's making himself laugh. It's the, it was a disappointment in both of your faces. Like, oh, fuck. He really went through with that joke, didn't he? <laughs> it's the shame and disappointment. You know, my mom's given me that look before, so I know it very well. Um, <laughs> Guys, episode 600 is going to be a lot better to the viewers. I just want them to. There's going to be a lot. But, well, there's going to be different people, different voices. Very true. I actually, I booked a very exciting uh, special appearance the other day for that. Ooh. So I'm very excited about 600. Very cool. And no, it's not OG. <laughs> Although, as I understand it, we are penciled in on OG's very busy executive calendar. Fantastic. So, oh, he got the memo we sent. What's that? He got the memo we sent to his office. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. There you go. Uh, moving on, Ernest Klein's sequel to the book Ready Player One is going to be dropping on November twenty fourth. The title. Ready Player Two. Ready Player Two. Now, the original spent a uh, hundred weeks on the New York Times bestsellers list, and the Steven Spielberg movie grossed uh, almost five hundred eighty-three million dollars worldwide. Well, it certainly was gross. Uh, yeah. Uh, two years ago, Klein told the Hollywood Reporter that the hardest part uh, was writing a proper follow-up to the book. Uh, uh, that 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 matched the book rather uh, instead of uh, the sequel to the film. Um, let me let me just say that first of all. I enjoyed Ready Player One. I thought it was. I thought it was a nice. The fun, book. The book. Yes. Okay. It was a. It was a fun read. People compared it as if it was like the next next Great Gatsby. They, they just, you know, take it down a notch. It was a fun book. It was the nerd Great Gatsby. It was okay. Sure, we can go that route even. Uh, but people acted like it was like the holy grail of uh, American literature. The movie. There was one good scene with about The Shining. Otherwise, the the. The book is is so much infinitely better. Um, yeah. 
I I didn't like the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was and I was really excited because I really enjoyed the book. It was like I said, it was just a fun book to read. Um, worth picking up the first one still. Worth reading reading that and. I'm sure this is going to do gangbusters. I mean, um, the 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 first book, like obviously, did great because it was sold all around the world. There was the movie. He had a, another book that came out called Armada, which was not good, just not good. I I, I really <laughs> recommend um, not watch, not, not reading not, it. not reading that. And what was the the uh, the movie? The the Last Starfighter. Just watch that movie again. Now that that's good enough. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be worth picking. I think it's gonna do gangbusters when this thing drops, uh, and lots of people are gonna be getting it for Christmas uh, and the holidays for sure. So um, yeah, kind of worth just keeping an eye out. I, I don't but, think they're doing a sequel to the movie. Yeah, uh, I, I don't no. care. Uh, <laughs> I don't do care. You, do you think that they really needed a sequel to the book, though? I didn't. I didn't read the book. Do I think they need? I'll be honest. A, do I think they need a sequel? Yeah, like, like, is it? There was an open end or two where they could have absolutely continue it. So I'm, I'm not criticizing that. Uh, yeah, also, I'm, I do with, like I'm his, with Nick on that. And I do like. You are. I do like mm-hmm. his writing. I thought the way he told the story was pretty good. The the guy knows his content when it comes to that kind of, uh, geekdom fandom stuff. Um, so I, yeah, I, it wasn't. I, I, would, I would check it, it out. It wasn't cut and dry. Let me give you a really good example. The Matrix. That movie ended. There was a definite end. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to do sequels, and they had to you know, find a ham-handed way to do that. The book, I think, the, the Ready Player One book, I think had enough avenues for you to explore uh, a sequel book. Mm-hmm. Um where I feel like the first Matrix film didn't. Yeah. Okay. And this is just so, like a, the nice, that's always the example I use. And this was I, just like a nice combination of like, um, you know, get your fandom of geekdom plus a, a dash of the Matrix and a dash of like Indiana Jones at the same time. So it had a good balance of everything in that retrospect. I, I always feel weird about products where there's like no real illusion to like a sequel or something further down the line mm-hmm. and then one comes up because i always feel like when you're alluding to something and you're setting something up it makes sense now once again i didn't read the book so i can't really attest to any illusions or any open-ended things um but i don't know i just feel like i never heard anyone who read the book saying i feel like we could do this or i feel like we could do that but once again yeah what I, do i know i i, it, I mean i'm not surprised first of all yeah. and i think it was there's just enough unanswered questions given the the climate of of the finale where um we can see what happens next so i'm not i'm not totally surprised by this um moving on something just to kind of mark on your calendar boys uh we're going to episode 600 stop that august 4th 6 (laughs) p.m eastern time and right before that uh on friday july 23rd x uh microsoft is going to unveil their Xbox Games Showcase at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It'll be on uh, the Xbox Twitch channel and also on the main Twitch channel. So I guess that's like their front page um, over there uh, where they'll be streaming the the details of their next-gen console, um, which is going to be interesting to see if Sony has something right uh, on the back end of of that to kind of like release details of the PS5 
because um, I assume that's what we'd get be getting here is kind of as many details as possible from Microsoft and I, and I want it I want it to be a, a really good showcase. Uh, I know I, I've talked about how I play more PS5 game, uh, PS4 games rather. Excuse me, um, but you know I kind of want Microsoft to kind of kick a little ass here and and see what they can do. Do Do you guys think that Xbox puts out even a price range? For this uh, July twenty third show, or do you think we're not getting a price? If it's their official reveal, I think they could go with the price. Mm -hmm. They could also hold the price until closer to the end of the year, mm -hmm. which would also make sense because you want to, you know, like people are going to start their shopping in like late October, Christmas shopping, you know, holiday mm -hmm. shopping, yeah. You hold it till the beginning of October. That might make more sense, but who knows? I mean, it I could was... go either way. Either way, we're gonna have to start saving up for it now. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, honestly, so, I I was thinking that, yeah. that you know, be, given there's a few two main factors. Obviously, people are hurting right now because of the whole COVID situation. So many people lost their jobs. So there's a little bit of that uncertainty, and um. Depending on where we stand with, uh, you know, the whole pandemic, the whole global pandemic thing by then, uh, maybe as soon as like the, the kids are going back to school, if they do go back to school, uh, maybe we find out right after that. So once kind of parents get that out of the way, the next big thing that's on their to do list of sorts will be will be kind of Christmas for the kids. Mm -hmm. So they got to start thinking about that. So I wouldn't I mean. I would imagine we're not going to get a price, and again, total assumption, um, till mid to late September at the earliest. I think that would be the earliest we actually find mm -hmm. out anything in terms of price. Now, specs, uh, games, previews, all that jazz, that's a totally different story, but yeah, I'd be extremely, extremely surprised. Uh, and I wonder what exclusive they're coming with when they open up, because I feel like they have to have something exclusive. Altered Wednesday. Beast. Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Altered Beast. Halo. <laughs> yeah, I knew Halo. I knew Halo. Halo new. Ten. Yeah, well, Halo whatever six. They're up to. I don't. I don't. I, I think don't, they're on six now. I think. I don't know too many. You don't like games. Halo? Who me? I liked Halo oh, one you, and maybe you don't, two. You don't like first person, right? Really? I'm not, not a big really first thing. person guy. No. Okay. I love Halo big, as a big kid. Third person guy. <laughs> I like doing. I, I can still play the old Doom games. Does that count? <laughs> uh, no, no. And Portal, which I've I've talked about many times. Portal is fun. Which I've been. Portal was fun. I love Portal. Um, Thinking with portals. Yeah. Um, all about the cake. Uh, so yeah. So we'll see what's going on with uh, Xbox later on. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Xbox, yes. um, sandwich. Do you still play Xbox? Actually, no. I haven't played in a long time. Oh, I see. Because, you know, we got a bunch of heists coming up later today. Could use a gun. Just saying. Can use a guy. You know, just saying. Maybe some of your friends. Maybe you want to, I don't know, play. I, I got to try to find the you, cricket sound. You do you. You do you. We recorded the show earlier. So it's not like you're going to fall asleep when you're done. And you've clearly wash the meat off of you since then i'm sure you've had something to eat if not you know we we all eat while we play so i'm just saying there are possibilities and it would be nice to play with you we also want to welcome my cards 1228 and 13th hour toys 
who are enjoying their free preview of what it's like to be a Patreon <laughs> on Geek Stuff TNG and get the live video feed, which they'll be only able to enjoy for a limited time. And then I'll figure it out and get it fixed, and then <laughs> you're, you guys are going to have to be Patreons. Now, have you guys, speaking of video games, have you guys uh, played Fallout at yes. all? Yes. I have played, I played the... I think I played the one before the last one. All right, because Fallout Four. I I don't remember. I just remember that the one after the one I played was the one everyone hated. Okay. Well, I don't know. I haven't played any of it. I've just seen uh, some playthroughs. But uh, the creators of West Westworld, rather, are going to be adapting it to a as a TV show for Amazon Prime Video. Uh, awesome. The, the two creators says they're incredibly excited to pursue the project, which is insanely imaginative. Um, which I don't know, it feels like it can be. It's another one of those like post-apocalyptic kind of. It is. Kind it's of dystopian post-apocalypse, and it feels like That's it kind it. of makes sense. Like it's a little, it's a little different. It's a little bit more unique. I uh, the design. One of my favorite. Certainly. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things about Fallout is, you know. We've explored the Fallout universe in a way where you know we explore explored Boston, explored DC, but there's still so much mm-hmm. of the country left to explore. Essentially, I feel like so many other places to go. And then even then, they the time frame of like the Fallout series is fucking huge. It's like hundreds of years between like the first game and like the games we're at now. Mm-hmm. So they they have so much content and material they could work with. I'm fucking excited for this. The thing that I'm, the thing that I love most about the game is the design of the game. The aesthetics are you know, very is, nice. Is yeah, like the like the aesthetic of the game. It's sort of that late fifties, early sixties, like spacey aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. what what's the cola? No, Nuka Cola. No, Nuka Cola, right? And Nuka Cola, it's like all like classic. Um, Coca-Cola ads from that period like redone as Nuka-Cola ads. I just really like the aesthetic of the game. That's really why I wanted to play it because I really like the aesthetic. Um, and the way all the gadgets and all the technology looks and everything has that vague uh, sort of um, late 50s, early 60s f- yet sci-fi feel to it. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're welcoming also Cassette Man Studios Ooh, as uh, he that. enjoys his free preview of what it's like <laughs> to be a Geek Stuff TNG Patreon. Uh, you can go to Patreon uh, somewhere and uh, patreon.com slash Geek Stuff TNG there and become <laughs> a Patreon. And then uh, you can take part in this live uh video recording every week so yeah you can also since we haven't mentioned this yet at the top of the show if you have a question a comment or something you'd like to hear us talk about give us a call at the gvm line 201-730-2547 and you may hear your episode uh, yourself on an upcoming episode of geek stuff tng Ooh, lolly. all very true uh moving on we have some more trailers that we uh, need to talk about. Uh, so I don't know if you guys uh, are aware, but a transform. This is a long title: Transformers: War of Cybertron Trilogy Siege trailer was released for Netflix. Uh, it's going to be the premiering on July thirtieth. It's kind of like an anime style uh, uh, film, 
and it looks good. I mean, I'm not a Transformers purist by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I, I like the property. I think it's it's pretty good. Uh, but again, I think this is also a, one of those situations where it started off really great. I uh, kind of got you hooked uh, with the the sounds, the the dramatics that was going on. And then they just kind of gave you too many details of what was going on in the movie. So in my head, I'm already kind of blocking it out, like what's going to happen from here to there and here and there. Um, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, it's I think it's done by the same people who did the Godzilla anime film uh, last year, I want to say. Um, so I, I think a lot of purists are going to, they're going to like it more than the Michael Bay stuff. I'm going to put my money on that right off the bat. But, uh, <laughs> but something of interest there that I think people are going to want to uh, just go out and check out. Um, by you the think, way, uh, they, they, did, they did really quick sandwich, sorry, before I, uh, not to cut you off, but before I forget. Uh, and there was images that dropped this week of a uh, uh, Back to the Future DeLorean being used, made as a Transformer. And, I, and some friends sent me that the imagery uh, this past week. I forgot to add it into the prep sheet. Um, I'm... I think it looks pretty goddamn cool. I just want to throw that out there. I'm sorry, Dom. Go. Uh, do you guys also feel that Transformers have kind of fallen off a little bit in like the nerd culture? I feel like I don't uh, hear about Transformers as much as I used to. I feel like it's, it's more like down. it's because there's no current properties. There's nothing so, really happening besides when Michael yeah. Bay decides to just spit out a movie for no reason. Those, those aside, yeah. this this animated series coming to Netflix is going to be the first significant transformers thing in a while that is true yeah property wise so yeah so again it's like anything else it maybe it'll get a bump like you haven't heard about gi joe in a while and then all of a sudden uh hasbro decides they're going to put out six inch gi joe figures and all of a sudden everyone's losing their mind over gi joe again so it just it just depends things come and go in waves i mean as a kid i used to love transformers so I'm excited for a Transformers show to come back. The movies, I I liked them when I was young and dumb and didn't understand plot. But now that I'm, I like to think slightly more mature than I used to be. Um, I can really appreciate how much they suck. They they really are not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have another trailer that also dropped, uh, which is a little bit different mm. kind of teaser trailer. But uh, the teaser trailer for Halloween Kills uh, dropped. And it's it's kind of unique because all it was was basically t- five to maybe ten seconds, if that, um, re- showing the last few scenes of the last Halloween movie, and then the next twenty seconds after that to kind of ramp up the adrenaline a little bit. Which is, is little, Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. All it, all oh it is God. all it does is take is is pretty much the twenty to thirty seconds where the last film left off. That's basically all it is. And it, it's enough to kind of make, and it has like the, the, the pumpkin and it has the, the famous music and everything. Um, but that's all it is. It was very simple, very kind of a, a sleek and simple way of putting it together. Now, you know, I didn't like the last movie. A lot of people. Me I either. A lot of people. And I wanted to like the last movie a lot. I really wanted to like this movie. Um, and I just, I'm just not excited for this. This will be one of those things where I'll watch it, but I'm not going to be spending money to go uh, out of my way for it. So, I really have a problem with this franchise because they did something, something unholy. I think in in a franchise, which is they're ignoring films in the franchise 
Mm-hmm. You know, like they ignored H2O and they ignored whatever the one that was after that. Those two appearances by Jamie Lee Curtis's character were completely ignored. And I think if they had accounted for those things in the last movie, I probably wouldn't have a problem with, the, you know, I, I would have less of a problem with the last movie mm-hmm. because the last movie is a direct sequel to two. Taking out everything in between. Correct. I'm not talking about the Rob Zombie remakes. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the sort of in-canon films, if you will. Yeah. Um, that Laurie Strode, that's that's her character, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, has appeared in. You have to account for H2O. You have to account for the one after H2O that she appears on. I don't remember which one that one. Halloween 8. I don't know. Uh, but, the, but the point is, is... I really think discounting those has taken something away from from the series to begin with. Then you have the last movie, which I thought really took something away from the series because it just wasn't good. And now they're doing another one. I think they have another. You know, two I, I find that I find that a little. Yeah, so they they have this one and then one called Halloween Ends. Yes, that's right. Good. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> li- been going whole- on forever. Like a lot of horror movie franchises, I mean, the the sequels were just piled on top of each other, and this one just became a clusterfuck. This is this is really what it should be called, Halloween clusterfuck. But that said, right? Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, and with few exceptions, I would agree with you. Friday the Thirteenth is pretty consistent throughout. I think, and again, I'm not change, talking about yeah, the sure remake. Right. No, I got you. I'm not talking about the remake, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking necessarily about Freddy versus Jason because I can I think the argument can be made that the Jason in that movie is the Jason from the reboot. So I'm talking just about the straight one through I mean I guess technically nine, but that ninth one was garbage. Is that the space but one? At least they sort of work oh no. Yeah, nine was garbage. Ten was awesome. Jason X was great. Um I like Jason the, X. Jason X. Do you remember yeah. Jason X? Yeah. That was amazing. I thought it was really funny. And anyway, um, there's a consistency through them, just like in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, not the remake. uh, But there's a consistency. There's kind of a through line through all of those movies that makes it kind of work. Some people will, uh, you know, and before you call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And tell me they did this shit with the Terminator movies. I will remind you that the Terminator movies have time travel. And they have manipulated time travel in order to... They are able to erase anything they want. They erase the Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show, thank God. They erase, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the middle there that, they, that, that the, the most recent movie just sort of erased. You know, and that they've yeah. erased in other ways. So, you know, like, you don't gotta, you, you can't, when it comes to time travel, it doesn't count. There's no time travel in Halloween. Mm. There's simply like, fuck those two movies that Jamie Lee Curtis appeared in, H2O and whatever the other one was. Fuck those movies. These are the movies that, you know, like, we're moving forward from two. I'm trying to think. There's another, I'm trying to think of another franchise that had sequels. But that's just went back and just did a a, a direct sequel to to the um, to to like one the last acceptable one. I can't really think of an example at yeah, the I moment. Yeah, I can't think of anything either. 
Superman Returns mm. was the well, and now according to that's close. What I mean, that's close. It's the in time, the ballpark. It's in the ballpark. Yeah, what they said at the time was that that was a direct sequel to Superman Two, and we were to ignore the Richard Pryor Superman Three and the god awful Superman for Quest for Peace. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, you can find examples of it, I, I think, throughout. But when when you have a crutch like time travel, that kind of eliminates the Terminator movies from those. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you just don't have that in Halloween, and I just think I don't know it it diminished it for me when they kind of ignored their own history. I mean, so, listen, I, I, I would I would love, and I know I'm I'm greatly in the minority here. I would love to have a sequel to Season of the Witch. Ew. To, to the third, I like that movie. You mean to tell me, all right, what was Ew. what was better, the last Halloween movie or Season of the Witch? See, that's not that's like I'm apples and which, shoelaces. No, no, no. I'm asking you what which one did you enjoy more? Probably the probably the Halloween sequel. Oh my god. I hated Season of the Witch. I hated such a I hated word. that movie. You kids use that you, word all the time. It's it's Did you go? I, I went into Season of the Witch in the theater. I went in the theater for mm-hmm. Season of the Witch as a very small child. Find out what year that was, and I'll let you know how old I was. I was three years old, and I went to the theater to see it. And and let me tell you, I waited the entire movie for Michael Myers, <laughs> and there was no Michael Myers. This no is Michael not Myers. fucking Halloween. How is this fu- a three-year-old? How is this fucking Halloween? I'm saying to the guy next to me. And he's like, put your bottle back in, kid. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, it, it's not a Halloween movie. They should have they should have called the movie Season of the Witch and just no, let I'm Halloween not, off I'm fine of with it. that, too. Forget, but I still think it was, all right, forget that moniker for just a second. I still think it's a, it was a better film than the last Halloween movie. Even oh, if you I take, away, I'd have even to if watch, you take away the title. It may be a while since I watched it because I find it unwatchable. However, if I is it on Shutter, it might be. If it's on Shutter, I'll give it a look and then I'll let you know. All right, there you go. I don't think that Halloween, the current Halloween, isn't on Shutter, right? Uh, you know what? I think it is because Joe Bob did it. Oh wow, Joe Joe Bob did the most recent Halloween. No, no, not oh, not the recent. I think he's the first Halloween. Um, no, 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 the most recent. No, one. no, I'm pretty sure it's not not on. Shutter. Okay. Um, two things or one, uh, you know, let's just hit on one more thing before we, uh, take a break. Uh, I want to hit on Farside. Gary Larson, uh, is updating his website for the first time in 25 years. He posted a cartoon, uh, related to the Farside. Is it 25 or 20? I thought it was 20. I thought it was 25. Well, well, the article here says 25. Okay. Uh, It's probably 25. So listen, Farside is hysterical. I think it's underrated. Uh, very hysterical single panel comics that will make you laugh. Uh, they have a great collection that we saw at Comic Con uh, last year. Well, well before the whole COVID situation took place. And took oh over. yeah, when there was a Comic Con. <laughs> yep, and there was a Javits Center for BC for the, for the people before COVID. And um, it was listen. I, I'm a huge fan, so I'm gonna talk like a fanboy, but. Uh, it's worth just going to uh, Gary Larson's website, which I think is just farside.com as I talk really slowly to try to figure that out. Uh, no. God damn it. God damn it. God 
damn. Gosh it, darn it. The, the far side, excuse me, the far side. The far side. The far side. So take a look at it. It's, it's I think, just great stuff. And um, it will. it's the gateway drug to get you to buy those encyclopedia size uh, collections. So there you go. Want to get- you know, the far side calendar was a staple on my desk for many years. That, that calendar is fantastic. I hope that comes back. And be careful. Why don't you take us to break, sir? And with that, Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 596. Yep. Yes. Uh, the one we're calling Live from the Dining Room. Monty, where are you getting your comics? From Gotham Comics at GothamComicsNJ.com. Do you know a store doing curbside during this pandemic? Yeah, man. Gotham Comics at GothamComicsNJ.com. But, Lo, what if I don't live nearby? Do you know a store that'll ship my books? Yes, Young Sandwich, at Gotham Comics, which is GothamComicsNJ.com. What about toys, back issues, trades, statues, D&D merch? Yes, yes, and yes. Gotham Comics, whose eBay store is GothamComicsNJ. But, Monty, what if I have questions? Will they answer me on Facebook? Yes, again, just search for Gotham Comics. All right, I get it. You can get basically everything you need at GothamComicsNJ.com or its eBay store, GothamComicsNJ. But what's your favorite comic book location? Oh, dude, the Savage Land, for sure. Wait, really? Not Gotham City? Why? Bro, dinosaurs. Go to GothamComicsNJ.com for the latest books, vintage items on its eBay store, which is GothamComicsNJ, or hit them up on Facebook for random collectibles at Gotham Comics. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from the sandwich shop, Big Kev Huna Studios, and Monty's Dining Room, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118 scale, being it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get one of these scale hang accessories to create a, a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tags, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker, which is pretty nice. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. 
You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online, or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Huzzah. Beautiful sandwich. I'm very proud of you. Well done. Well done. Five tries. Hey, you know, I, yeah. I added that line into that read for you, and you never read it. Which, which one? That one about R2. Because he doesn't beep boop out. What does the line say? I can add my own. No, just read it. Read the line out loud. You can add your own boop, bop, and beep. Yeah, that's for like for you to read, for you to say to the audience because you know they're used to you now promoting this fabulous product and saying that R two can boop, bop, and beep, which we all think is very funny. So what I did was, this is pulling away the curtain. What I did. Was I said, Dom really likes that line and he has fun delivering it. Let's give him a version of that line that, you know, still has it in there, but is a little bit more accurate to the product. So I just the way that was in the the parentheses pulling back the current once again, I thought that was just for something for me to just write that that I should have been more clear about that. But you, you can add that line in. Have fun with it. OK, ne- <laughs> expect next week more boops, bops and beeps in my product read. There we go. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that. That's just fantastic. A um, few things I want to hit on, guys, before we move on. Uh, our good friend, George Vega, friend oh, George. of the show, has his uh, Pop 80s Volume 2 Kickstarter still going. Uh, yes. He has 21 days to go. He has, uh, and he is, well, $440 short of his goal. So he's he's on the cusp, as it were. Um, on the edge. Yes. So go to Kickstarter. Check out George Vega. Again, one of the nicest people you're going to meet. If you don't like George, there's there's something wrong with something you. wrong with you. Absolutely. Like we are big fans of George Vega and Vegemation Press here at Big Kev's Geek Stuff. So we wholeheartedly support you hitting up their uh, their kicks George's Kickstarter for sure. And uh, another thing I want to hit on uh, this uh, weekend, actually, I think it was on Monday, actually, um, <clears throat> went to the Game Zone over in nice. Hillsdale, New Jersey. Now, it does sound like it might be a pseudo Chuck E. Cheese kind of place, but I assure you, it is not. It is a uh, decent little store uh, that deals with vintage video gaming, uh, some board games, um, some gaming type collectibles, um, and a very, very just nice staff. I walked in, uh, it's... and they had, I want to say like four, maybe like six, six out of like the eight games I was kind of like thinking of buying, kind of going into the place. And they do plenty of repairs. They just actually redid their shop and everything like that. <laughs> really nice place. And they've been closed. They've decided to just do some renovations during the whole pandemic thing to, uh, you know, since, since people can go to stores, they figured why the hell not. Um, and it's, is that the place that had the vintage D and D books? No, that you're talking, that's a place in Sussex that's County. In, that's, oh, that's uh, a different yeah, yeah. Which, uh, that's Pandora's box. Yes. Pandora's box. 
uh, which actually just opened up. And they well, they moved like around the corner to like a a oh. warehouse size of a store. Uh, wow. Supposedly, I have I haven't gone. That that happened very recently. Um, but check out GameZoneNJ.com. Um, you know, Big Kev, I actually like this store so much. I like their products, their pricing, and their help and everything. I think I'm gonna try hit them up to see if they want to like maybe do a little commercial spot, like the way we have for Gotham. Uh, sure. Here, because they, they were just that nice of uh, location where uh, I would Should. definitely give them more business for sure. So. Sure. Um, I, w- I want to throw a question out to uh, the, the gentleman here on the show and the people of the listeners. So if you want to call and answer this question at the GVM line, 201-730-2547. Guys, how long do you think a game needs to be out before it becomes vintage? I go. That's by, a great question. That is a damn good question, Sandwich. But I am going to go where I don't think it's a matter of when the game was released as much as the console that it is oh, released. So the, gen- but the you're generation talking purely video games. Then you're talking purely video games. Or are we talking all games like PC and board games? You mean like board games, like etc. and so on. You know, like well, uh, do, you, do, I, I, do I board want, games I, go into vintage? For you to be more specific, sandwich. Are you talking about video games? I, I was discussing video games because I'll be okay. honest, I didn't realize really. I guess board games do go into vintage, but I I didn't. I know that the aging is probably different on board games than on video games. But the thing with board games, a lot of a lot of what you consider classic board games are constantly in print. Oh they yeah, just change them. You know, like Monopoly now looks vastly different than Monopoly the year it came out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Just as one example, Scrabble looks incredibly different than when it first came out and so on and so forth. Um, As far as video games go, I think step one is the console has to be gone. Okay. Console has to be retired and it has to be no longer like in production. That's number one. Uh, Number two. I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with what I think Nick will say is that I think there's a time period. I don't know what that time period is necessarily, but I feel like like it's got to be a significant amount of time, like 20 years. So, like, is the Xbox 360 stuff vintage? Because they haven't no. been making that stuff in a while. You can still play it. But you'd you say, like, the X- on- would you... you... What are you saying? What are you saying? I was saying you can still play it on the current console. Oh, so, so, so that's... It can't be vintage. That's However, metric, though? Tron Deadly Discs from Intellivision vintage <laughs> game because you can only play it on an Intellivision and television hasn't been in production for now this is a rough estimate here 95, 2005, 2015 100 years 35 years mm-hmm. so that's definitely vintage where I think we're kind of you know, like right around what was right around two thousand PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two came out, yeah, because I got that when it came out when I was a small sandwich. Uh, yeah, so uh, like uh, Nintendo Cube, it's coming Cube. up. What GameCube? GameCube. PlayStation GameCube, Cube I think, is America. approaching vintage. PlayStation Two hit North America October of two thousand. So, yeah, so we're, I mean, it's getting to that point where those, if we're calling it 20 years, if that's where we draw the line, so this is what, 
uh, uh, June, July 2020 that came out yeah. when? Uh, uh, October. So in October of this year, PlayStation 2 would be considered vintage if that's what we think vintage is. There are okay. some people who probably think vintage is Atari, which it is, mm-hmm. but it, there, there are people who will think it has to be, maybe some that's people like, will think it's 30 years old. I feel like Atari's past vintage, that's like antiquities, where it's like, <laughs> that's See, origin. No, no. <laughs> no, it's definitely vintage. No, but I feel like it's past vintage to a degree. I, I, I feel like vintage is like a, a, a space where, I mean, like, it's legend, wait for it, dairy. dairy. <laughs> here's here's how I, I kind of break it down. I almost break it down kind of like the same way you you break up the years of, of comic books or like when they were released. Um, I, I think anything that came out before Nintendo, like before that video game crashed. Now, I'm not saying I have names for, for them, but like that's like one kind of uh, category for those group of cons. I don't even know if you really want to call them. I guess you call Atari console. But a lot of those things. It is a console. No, no, they are. They are. But I'm talking about like some of the other games. Like a lot of games were like, like those Pong things. Like, do you still call those Pong games like consoles when it was just, when it was, that's definitely vintage. No, no. When all it was was Pong. But, but that's my point though. Like, so like there's almost like that one category, like the, the pre video game crash console. So we can even call them that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything from NES on. uh, I was where it's cartridge based. So you have the NES, SNES, you have the Sega. That's um, way after. That's no, no, way no. That's after. my point. Like, I feel like that's almost like it's its own kind of category, like its own kind of. Yeah, there was there was. Uh, I'm trying to think of the ones I remember. Pong, obviously, the first one that I remember that had multiple games was. I feel like it was like a triangular. It was, shape. and that's exactly what I was going to say too, because it had like a shoot 'em up yeah. game, a driving yeah. game, and uh, like a pong. And Pong, yeah, I feel like I thought I might have yeah. one more too. I can't remember. And it, I, no, it was, a, and you, I feel like the triangle part in the middle, like you picked it up and turned it for the other game. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I feel what, like. That's exactly what it was because I was right. thinking, actually, again thinking along those same lines. And then the cart-based systems began with that, and then the cart-based system. Obviously, Atari was the biggest. Mm-hmm. Then came in television. Then came either in television two which was just a reboot of Intellivision. All they did was redesign the console. Everything else was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, or ColecoVision, <laughs> All right. which so, was basically a ripoff of Intellivision. You know, like, it, was, it was literally a ripoff of Intellivision. If After I, ColecoVision, I honestly don't remember anything until, like, Nintendo 1. Yeah. Maybe uh, I mean PlayStation. Maybe, maybe you can, and, and that's extreme. But maybe you can Sega. You can put in some like the Commodore sixty four. You can kind of mix that in, into the batch a little bit. I know but, that's a but stretch. Commodore, I, I know it's a stretch. Uh, okay, but I'm just, I would special categorize that maybe, though because maybe. the Atari because the Commodore was a computer for sure. So you can and put it that, wasn't like, a console. Although they did have car. I mean the Trash eighty. Do you remember the Trash eighty? The TRS-80, the Radio Shack-80 had carts also, but I wouldn't consider that a console. Uh, I would consider that a computer, just like Commodore 64, the VIC-20, all those. I would consider all of those computers. If we're talking purely consoles, my memory stops somewhere between ColecoVision and Nintendo. I don't remember a lot. (laughs) 
But then I remember sort of this wave of games happening. It felt like all at once to me, but it probably expanded over a bunch of time. Nintendo, PlayStation, Sega. Was it Genesis first? And then Sega Saturn. And then the CD system, Sega. And then Nintendo... Super NES was like around that time, right? Uh, I, I think you, you jumped around a smidge, but uh, I mean, you're you're more or less. That was a glut of them in there where they were coming out every other year. Yeah, because well, Sega Sega screwed the pooch and everything, and there was Sega CD and Sega 32X, and there was a bunch of yeah. stuff there. Yeah. So, uh, but we're also forgetting that there was an Atari sequel, also the Atari Jaguar. What was it called the Atari 5200? That doesn't even. That was that was so bad. That was. But it, it counts. There's <laughs> I know, no, it does also, count. About, it does count. I thought you were going to go the Jaguar route, though. That's my. What point. about there was a vector graphics one that came out? Um, I can't remember the name of that one at all. But it had like all the vector graphics games that you ever saw from the '80s, like Star Castle and that Battle Zone, that tank game. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of that system, but that came out also somewhere in the. In that late '80s, early '90s period, that came out. So, so um, sandwich. I will say early just to, '90s. Just to add on to like what sandwich saying, like I, I think it depends on like Kev said. I think it definitely matters on whether the consoles retired, uh, mm-hmm. which is I think we all agree that you have to be at that point. Um, yeah. And there's almost like different categories of how you would define yeah. vintage. Because listen, I I would consider you know the likes of an Atari, the likes of a NES, SNES. Do you would you go with GameCube though right now? Like that's a little you know because it went Nintendo sixty four. It's coming. I what year did it come out? Uh, I think it was around the same time. It's all like that that early two thousand. Yeah, it's early two thousand. That might be a little further out though. Like a one. GameCube was North America two thousand one. Yeah, and also listen, I'll say this much: like if if I remember correctly, uh, a a car is not considered a classic car or vintage car, classic car. I think for twenty five years. It's almost the same retrospect here. Almost. Because GameCube is on the border. You can argue the same thing with a PlayStation 2, but right. a few more years so, on the line, it'll hit that 25 mark. So You know, in, in 2001, OG and I were roommates, and he got that that cube. Did, did I ever tell the, this story? With Luigi's Mansion? He drove me insane <laughs> with uh, uh, Luigi's Castle. Le- Luigi's Mansion. In Luigi's Mansion, he drove me insane with that Mario? game. Mario! 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 Just at all the time. <laughs> it was hor- I hated it so. Oh, God, I hated that so much. So damn much. You know who we do love, though? Will's Trash, who's in the, uh, the, the, the Instagrams right now. Oh, is he? Oh, hi. Will, Will. I'm that's weird. That right I have one feed that's uploading, uh, updating, and the other one isn't. Looks like Onabox joined us some time ago, oh. or or joined me, or I don't, I don't know, know. something. But I think I think he's enjoying I, the free preview. I, I think you retire, so. like you you put consoles into vintage. I think as like a class, if that makes sense. Like I put like Xbox, PlayStation, and GameCube. Yeah, the the the. Years might be different, but I feel like I'm I'm gonna put them all in vintage at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not gonna wait next year to make GameCube vintage in my in my in my uh, Hall well, of Fame it's, of video it's games. Flex- I think I think there's amount of personal flexibility in there yeah. too. So, I, to I hope considered. that was a good question. <laughs> Sandwich, I thought that was that was actually a very good question. 
off of a, a video game store review. So good job there. Proud of you. Um, but boys, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. You can catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com, which is gonna, it's going to get a bit of a facelift. Gonna, things gonna, are happening. It's gonna shake. It's yeah, gonna if, shake you, off the if you go over here. right now, you're not gonna be able to get in because it's currently being yeah redone. That will also launch August the fourth. Uh, at well, it'll probably launch before we go on uh, and record the show, but it will launch That's on good. August the fourth as part of the uh, the rollout of the the new things. Uh, one of which will be our website. So yeah, definitely go over and check. I mean, on August the 4th, definitely go over and check that out. Hot day. And uh, yeah. But you can check us out right now on Instagram, on Facebook, yes. and on Twitters with the handles of GeekStuffTNG. You can check me on the social medias. I am Montes Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the Facebook. I'm on the Snapchat. I'm on the Instagram. I'm on uh, the MySpace, the LinkedIn, sure. And the YouTube, which is the final one. Uh, Big Cat. Uh, you can find me in about within the hour on the Xbox network as Big Kev GS playing some uh, GTA 5 because they still haven't updated Red Dead Redemption. Although I heard they cleaned up some stuff. That's good. Um, otherwise, you can find me at uh, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. And uh, you can find the sandwich over on the Xbox One network within the hour. Under the name Fat Dumbledore, that's F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E, Fat Dumbledore, and he will also be playing some GTA 5. Is that true, Dom? I got to shower and eat and stuff. You can do all that in an hour. The kid's got a tough life. I don't know. He's got a tough life, I'm telling you. It's a sit-down dinner. (laughs) You, you, you gotta, you can't. So you eat and then you come on. Oh, good God. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. Episode 596, the one we called Live from the Dining Room. <laughs> uh, the way we end some episodes by saying. Good night, OG. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Transform!